Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday, dear Talking Fast. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, to us. us. Hooray. Wow. Props for ourselves. Sarah. That, good job. We didn't even plan that. My name is Sarah and welcome back to another episode of Talking Fast. It is our first birthday. We have a whole one-year-old. So first of all, shout out to all those that have been here since the very first episode. Yeah, true. I went back to listen to it as preparation for this. I didn't even get like, I didn't get five minutes in. How was it? I did not do that. I just, do you know what? Opening segment, everything was fine. I just... It was just you and I, right? Yeah, it was the first one. The very first episode was just you and I. We've just improved so much since then. We know each other better. It's still a little like awkward like i didn't want to interrupt you we didn't want to like if you started singing on the very first episode mm. which first of all would be wild but if you did that <laughs> i probably wouldn't have joined in no i like, don't that's think what so you're saying. exactly and I so gotcha. i think the vibes are just definitely a lot higher we found our rhythm we found we found our rhythm we found our groove yeah. so happy first birthday to us and with that that's if you're watching this episode as you can see we have birthday hats on if you're not watching it <laughs> right go check them out yeah go check out our <laughs> birthday hats it's gonna be a lot of i feel like memeable clippable moments from this but with that jacob we've made it a full year this is a long time what are you eating or drinking okay this is a big one and this is a shout out to uh our pal matthew ravenscroft who you were so actually pal. just at a, a second dinner of, a second dinner yeah yeah because you and i went to his restaurant gia yeah for a lint dinner yeah, back in the day lint. which was, was amazing so first of all and then you went to another one over there on Ronsi, what, the other night? Right? Yeah, at was Bark, at, which was with Hellman's, which yeah, was really good. It was all designed, vegan barbecue. Right, he designed a menu. Anyway, he's got he's got great. Go check him out on TikTok and Instagram and check out the restaurant. Why not? Uh, but I saw him post this the other day. It was a uh, like a uh, kind of a charred cabbage recipe. Yeah. So Haley and I the other night were like, what do you want to do? We ended up making a little schnitzel. And we're like, what can we do with schnitzel? You know, how about mm-hmm. a little, like, let's keep that European vibe rolling. Let's do a little cabbage. And I was like, I just saw this video with, uh, from Matt. So we made it and it, it slapped. So, it slapped. Well, so we had charred cabbage at Did you? thing on Thursday. That's why it was weird that you posted it that oh night. Oh my God. Was it the same one? Maybe. I think so. Probably. Because it think? was part of the menu. It was really good. They were like cabbage chips, basically. So then they had this like really good like sauce. I don't know what the sauce was, but it was yeah. delicious. So you kind of like ate it like chips and dip was the vibe, which and I love chips I, and dip. I, I so. said as well, I mean, like in this economy, cabbage, mm-hmm. very inexpensive vegetable and also very underrated vegetable. You can do so much with it. I'm just like, let's give a shout out to what cabbage right now. What else can you do with cabbage? Make a coleslaw. 
I'm not a cool <laughs> saw person, but okay. Underrated. Really? Shout out Matt. Maybe he'll come on the pod and teach us all about We'd why love cabbage is underrated. Yes, Sarah. But what about you? What are you eating or drinking this um, week? Well, I'm a little out of touch with cabbage and it's the other end of the spectrum. I went to a bougie <laughs> dinner on Friday and got t- called out of touch for it. Anyways, I won't rant and tangent about that. But uh, my friends and I went to Era. The like new Sarah, OMB restaurant. The new OMB restaurant at the top of the well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we suffered through the snowstorm to get there. I Ubered from my apartment, which is approximately a five minute walk. <laughs> but I had to, like, I literally couldn't walk. It was like insane. It yeah, was, like, it was a big storm. And we actually sat there for like four and a half hours. So we survived the whole storm. Like, Did you get to see the view? Yeah, like, exactly. Because it has so a right nice the, view, right? Right at the end, after we were like having a little nightcap, the view like opened up like the clouds okay, and everything. Yeah, so we yeah, could yeah. actually see the view. It was so funny. I walked into the restaurant and like the, the hostess was like, well, we're known for our views, which you can't really see right now, which was very oh, cute. Too bad, but that's good. But the thing I loved about it, why I want to rave about it, is that the portion sizes were huge. I've been to a lot of like these like Toronto restaurants, small blah, blah, plate, blah, stuff, small yeah. plate stuff. And I'm like, why am I paying $27 for a small plate? These are not small plates. I literally left with two bags worth of leftovers. And it's what I ate all weekend. Okay. So if you're going to like go to a fancy restaurant, go to one that gives you good portion sizes. And Era was one of them. I really liked it. Did you have a, a favorite great- dish from there? I tried creamed spinach for the first time, which I've never had before, and I okay. loved it. But I had the lobster and linguine, which I only ever order when I'm on the East Coast, but it was bomb. It was really? really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was impressed. that is something that I actually have like negative impacts on restaurants a lot of the time in Toronto. It's mm-hmm. like seafood a lot of the time does not hit because it it's did not hit. as fresh, right? It but did that's hit. good to know. It was great. I tried escargot for the first time. So overall, Ooh. it was great. I think if you're going to like have a nice dinner and you know you want somewhere that's actually going to be good food and good portions, Hopefully they don't make their portion smaller after I'm stating this, but the good portion sizes, I would check out Era. It's worth it. And I feel like for like a birthday dinner or a little spurge, also the music, bomb. It plays like pop girly playlist. Like okay. we heard Tate McRae, we heard Dua Lipa. It was like a very good playlist, which set the vibes. Did they have like Jacob's Songs of the Summer on? Bas- you, they yeah. might as well have. It basically <laughs> felt like that, but I highly recommend going. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a good time. Sarah, what about what we're watching or reading? What do you have this week? So I started a new housewife show. Really? Because I was obviously am a Vanderpump Rules girly in my soul. New season starts at the end of the month and I'm so excited. But I needed to like broaden the Bravo universe. I need like other things in Bravo. Which one are you watching? I'm watching The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. It's oh, only wow. four seasons. They're all like ex-Mormon. Jacob, I thought Vanderpump was chaotic. They have nothing on these ladies of Salt Lake. What nothing. What do they do? Is it like ski town? One woman said like... the, one woman smelled like hospital and then she was crying because <laughs> she's like, my aunt's legs just got cut off. How dare you say I smell like hospital? You know what? If someone smelled like hospital, I would tell them to. And so, and they just like this stuff, this every episode, they're so out of pocket. It's incredible. And so again, much like Vanderpump, I got inspired because there was all this like drama that happened at the reunion and that's what made it really popular. So then I was like, okay, maybe I'll like gives Salt Lake a try and I watched yeah. an episode when I was visiting my friend Kate in Montreal shout out Kate because she is really the reason I watch Bravo and I texted her she goes I'm so excited for this journey for you and I also am very excited so wait, for this how far along are you on this journey I'm only like halfway on? through season one but there's only four okay. seasons so I'll be done pretty soon um but let me know I would love to like talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City with anybody that wants to DM me about it okay okay what about you what are okay, you watching well speaking of villains I also watched oh, something that transition. was a little bit villainous uh, and this is something that you and Izzy actually went and saw yeah, you together. Were invited, you were yeah. super excited about it to go and see, I think, the premiere, right? Yep. Here in Toronto. Yep. The new Hunger Games movie, which is not so new anymore. I know that this the is a few months birds ago. Or the the ballad, ballad of Snakes, snakes and, and Songbirds. songbirds? Izzy, mark? is that right? Yes, as he's saying, yes. So we nailed it uh, collectively. collectively. Team effort. Yeah. Good job. Neither one of us nailed that individually. It doesn't matter. But yeah, big villain. I have watched the first Mm -hmm. three, I guess four technically Hunger Games movies. Mm -hmm. I was a fan. Everyone knows President Snow, right? Mm -hmm. Never read the book, so I don't have like the source Mm -hmm. material going into them. But I started watching this movie, Haley put it on, first of all, $20 to rent a movie streaming. Jail, that's wild. That is immediately jail. That's where inflation's hit the hardest. Are you you kidding me? I gotta gotta only eat cabbage now if I'm gonna be streaming these movies (laughs) for $20. You're gonna eat your cabbage chips when watching the movie. But you know what? It was pretty good. But I get like 20 minutes into the movie because Haley threw it on and I was like, I, d- I really didn't know anything, even when you guys were going to see it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about it. But I'm like, oh, this is the origin story of Snow. Uh, yep. And it's first of all, long movie. Long movie. And it's told in three parts, essentially. Yeah. And they're three very distinct parts. I didn't, I must have missed the first title or the both titles mm-hmm. when it said part one, part two kind of thing. 
So I had no idea that part three was about to come up on the TV. When it said part three, I was like, whoa, I thought the movie was done. Yeah, I did. The the, I had the same over. reaction though in the theater. But also, dude's a villain. I'm like, I know this. We know where this ends up. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't suspend my disbelief yeah, to say like, like oh, but, he's got a heart. He's going. But that's tough why the times. movie was so good because they literally like build it up because you still kind of root for him even though you know how he ends up. You know what it made me want to do? Made me want to go run into that forest and punch the guy in the nose when he's running around with a gun. Oh. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, I fell in love with uh, the lead actor, though. I was obsessed with okay, him briefly. Okay, actually, apart from running into the woods and punching him in the nose, the other thing it made me want to do is, like, bleach the little I was hair that say I have bleach. left. <laughs> yeah. When he had the, the bleached buzz cut, when he's, like, in the, like... It's a pretty it's, cool it's a look. Good, it's a look. It's a cool look. It also made me, like, he could, he could like, slide with that... <laughs> <laughs> the apparel that he the apparel what am I saying the clothing whatever what do you call that costumes costume. yeah thank you uh, the costume that he was wearing he could totally slide into the bear as like a dishwasher in season three that's don't true you think? he could <laughs> wow I didn't even think about that I love that uh, and what are you listening to are you listening to like the soundtrack or like what's happening no here? I'm not listening to the soundtrack although it was good uh, I am listening to Lil Nas X Lil Nas X is back baby does Lil Nas X have a new album a new single out. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so there was like, Lil Nas X was all over TikTok recently being like that he's now it's a little bit contentious because he was kind of saying that he's converted to, I think, Christianity or something. Like he was going in oh, on religion again. Um, which I'm not a huge fan of like co-opting anyone's religion for <laughs> financial yeah. gain. But the song, it slaps. It, it slaps. slaps. Yeah. What's it called? Here you go. Jay Christ. J <laughs> I know. I know. Isn't it wild just to think about like how Lil Nas X just in like 2019 came out with Old Town Road and it was kind of a joke song, but then it became so popular that so now he's like one of the biggest pop stars. This was the stars. funny thing because Lil Town, Lil Town Road, Old Town Road came out and there were a lot of people on like the, the political right who were very upset about that song because, he, you know, Lil Nas X, in their opinion, didn't belong in the country mm. sphere. Uh, so this is kind of Lil Nas X doing this again because a lot of those same people it seemed in his TikTok comments were looking like, oh, good on you. You've actually come around to, to find Christ. Interesting. Okay. So yeah. Um, I would say I might add it to Jacob's Songs of the Summer 2024. Mm. It's that Wow, big of a we're moment. already starting that playlist. It is literally minus well, gotta, 17 and it is January. I right also now. have to fill in the gaps because it's going to be Tate McRae's album and then every other song will put in another, another banger. What about you? What are you listening to? Um, well, the person I pray to, my Jesus Christ, <laughs> Taylor Allison <laughs> Swift. Look, I... I try to listen to the music. It just doesn't work. She was work. chilly the other night at the yeah, yeah, Chiefs game. Her coat was sick, though. Nolan turned to me the other day and goes, like, because I joke during the game, I jokingly was like, oh, my God, that means she's going to, if the Bills win, she's going to be in Buffalo. He goes, well, do you want to go to the game? I go, I'm not that psychotic that I'm going to drive to Buffalo to go pay, watch the Bills play just to go see There's also a lot a of potential snow in Taylor. Buffalo. I don't well, know why melt I, by the time that happens. That's why I don't want to risk it. Anyways. That's the sidebar. Um, I. What are you listening to? Like what album? I'm what listening era? Listening to are Reputation. You in? I'm always listening to Reputation. It's my favorite album. I'm always listening to it. And I was cooking dinner to it last night, and I was like, "This album slaps." And I just, I've had a song off Reputation as my number one song on Spotify for the past five years in a row, five. And so I just needed to be said into the universe that when Reputation Taylor's version comes out and everyone suddenly loves Delicate <laughs> and Getaway Car and So It Goes and all these songs that I have been blasting and screaming from the rooftops since 2017. You have the receipts. I have the receipts. Anyways, I've just been listening to Reputation. What song is that? Remind me. The receipts? No, no, no. The song that has been on repeat for the last five years that you're talking about? Getaway Car? Getaway Car. Sorry. Yeah. Always. It's my favorite and delicate. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I've just been listening to Reputation. I don't know why. It's just kind of what I'm always gravitating towards. Okay. Okay. Sarah, somewhere you went this week. I went to my first improv class. Yeah. I forget we hadn't, jazz hadn't hands, talked about this. That's what I was alluding to when we were talking about singing yeah, earlier. How was it? It was so fun. No surprise here. I am the keener of class. Oh, really? Answering all the questions, blah, blah, blah. It's really interesting, though. So it's at the Second City. And what I really appreciate about it is that, one, everyone, like, because you have to pay money to do this class, everyone that's showing up is, like, showing up. Like, everyone's really trying. Like, they're, like, we're doing these, like, silly games and stuff, and everyone's, like, really into it. 
even if like they don't seem like the type of people that normally it's not would like the back of like a high school drama no exactly it's that... not like people are like making like it's all of any anxieties people have had of like hating it and drama in high school go out the window because everyone's paying to be there so they're right. trying really hard um there's really interesting mixes of people because there's people from all areas of life we had to go around and say like why we we're in improv class we have a couple people that are actors but really most of them are like people that work in sales that want to get better really? on their feet or um one woman like works in finance at a film company and she wants to better understand actors so just like so many different arrays of people which i really like and it's really fun because like where else in the city do i just get to like meet random people from like all walks of life in for Toronto, sure and so. who is who is like instructing you uh like it i forget my instructor's name i'm really bad but are they like he like he's in an improv troupe like he's an actor like that's yeah, his okay, thing so okay, he's okay. been teaching at second city since like 2017 um but he also teaches at some other improv courses around the city and then he's like done improv at all of these different places and he's an actor so amazing yeah it's great and so it was really fun and i like literally can tell it's gonna be the highlight of my week every week i mean like obviously second after this podcast but uh <laughs> i'm already so excited for tomorrow and, and it's, it's like three hours like it's a long time and it's fun yeah so fun okay. it's so fun i like i i just love that i get to be like a little bit silly goofy but there's no pressure to be funny either like sometimes the right, games are right. to just do like simple things so like, i'm really excited to see where we're at after seven weeks i feel like we maybe even talked about this on like our new year same us podcast mm -hmm. but like one of the things that i think both of us kind of had as a goal this year was to just do more things that just involve play exactly. like not just doing it for the sake of like well and there's no like i was talking to my business. therapist about this she loves it for me because there's no like tangible way to like judge if you're like good at improv right like there's right. no there's no like bar unless like the second city comes and goes wow we've never seen an improver as good as you but it's Here's not like soccer where you're like oh i scored two goals exactly. or i didn't score at exactly. all exactly there's no like there's no like uh, standard for being yeah. good at improv it's, it's good it's, I didn't which is really that. great for me um so i love it and it's so much fun and i can't wait to talk about it here every single week uh what about you what's something that you uh, okay. did okay well if that's fun and nice and, and light a light uh -oh. part of your week mine was probably the exact opposite however there was a good payoff i went with Haley. we went to ikea on the weekend like in the middle e, of the afternoon which one uh, the Queensway one in Ooh, Toronto. And if why you're would not you do from that? here, that's the most popular one. Yeah, the it's biggest the biggest one. one. And it's the most accessible one. So it's easy to jam that parking lot and uh, <laughs> get busy. Uh, how was it? How many? Haley wanted some shelves and I got, I needed a couple of other things as well. And you wanted to buy your Ikea bags, obviously. <laughs> well, I already got those for Christmas. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> um, I almost did steal one of the yellow ones that they don't sell. That you just like have mm -hmm. to carry around stuff. Uh, very annoying place to be. A uh, very stressful place to be. Uh, listen, I love kids, but don't bring them to Ikea because that's annoying. What's the point? Put them in the play, <laughs> that's why they have a playpen. Put them there. Well, also, I was walking around carrying these big shelves. I thought that we were going to pick them up in like the warehouse part, but the shelves were like pick up mm -hmm. and carry around through the whole like winding thing. I almost knocked a kid in the face like 15 times. Dangerous place to be if you're a child in Ikea as well. So stay away. The, the payoff though, $1 hot dogs. Can you... Can, Costco's like, the only other place that does it. One dollar hot dogs, and I think it was like a dollar thirty for their cinnamon bun. Oh wow! Wow, that is a huge inflation combo. doesn't hit IKEA food court apparently. Definitely not. No, <laughs> all they have to do to get even deeper into my heart is add cabbage to the menu, <laughs> a little coleslaw on the side or something. Uh, but that's where I went, and it was an okay time, I would say. <laughs> and Jacob, something that you did this week. Okay, both of us have talked about running a lot on this podcast. Just a previously. little bit, eh? Yeah, and most people, if you're a long-time listener, knew that I was training for a couple of marathons at Correct. the end of the year. Correct. Last year, got injured. You did one physio. of them. Um, I did in May, yeah, but then I didn't do another race after that. Correct. Because uh, got injured in the summer, late summer. And then I was in physio, rehabbing my ankle, and I got the okay to run and I started playing soccer again, mm. but I only ran like three times because I kind of lost the <gasps> passion for it. Really? Yeah. And I think it was due to um, the like letdown of having not done the races that I wanted the, like, to do. The like build up of it and then like having to not do yeah, it. Yeah. And then like having framed then those races and as a result running in general as like talking about trying to quantify everything mm -hmm. as like, oh, I got to do all of these runs over the next six months to be able to, or four months to be able to be ready for this race day. Mm -hmm. And then that didn't really happen. So I didn't really have a framework for like why like I routine. should be running yeah. exactly oh. after that, which like made me think over the last few weeks, because I also kind of stopped running and I wasn't running over the last two mm -hmm. months almost probably, maybe plus. But then I was like, okay, I got to reframe this as not training to like 
better a time early this mm-hmm. year for a running race or get a personal best or something like that. Uh, but to just get back into running mm-hmm. and be for the, like the, just the love of running essentially. Yeah, I like so that. I had like a really low key 5k run that I wasn't trying to like prove anything or not or trying whatnot. to like make your Strava look really good. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll see. That's like where I'm at right now. I'm trying to get back into it. Well, I mean, we are signed up for multiple races in the spring i know we are i know and we are going to be doing some talking fast running faster run clubs so like if not for the love of running maybe for the love of community building a hundred percent yeah i just want to take a little bit of the pressure away well i tried running on a treadmill yesterday for the first time and i wanted to die that was the most miserable experience ever and also you run slower on a treadmill yeah and you feel like i feel like i'm running fast and i was like I was out of breath and yeah. I was running slower. So anyways, we're going to get back into running outside in winter. But I like that. I like the reframing the way that you're going to try. Yeah. Sarah, something that you did this week. So one of my goals for the year is to cook more at home because it's no surprise I always order food in and I never cook at home. So my goal is 24 recipes in 2024. So that's Ooh. two a month that I can like have in my back pocket that I know how to make that I've made yeah. a couple times that I can like not be a master of, but like at least know how to make them so that if I like needed to make it, I could. So I started last night with butter chicken which is what I knew how to make because I took a cooking class in COVID and it was a butter chicken thing from scratch Um, and it's like my favorite thing to make when I have the time to do it and I learned it doesn't actually take that long to make in my I think because the cooking class was like three hours long I've always associated it with being three hours to like take to make it but it only takes like 45 minutes when I actually like just make it quickly myself so I did that yesterday and I actually went to the grocery store with like a plan of meals and things to put. I just usually like go to the grocery store, just go, ah, that looks good. That's that. And then I never have actual like meals. I just have a bunch of snacks. I have like eight types of hummus and crackers. Yeah. So this time I went with a list. It took longer, but it was more intentional and it was better because now I feel like I have like food in my fridge that like I know what to do with and I and have how, a plan. how was it? It was tasty? It was delicious. I yeah. had it for lunch today. I'm going to have it when I go home tonight. Okay, and then, that is the best part of cooking yeah. at home because it's just like a, well, there are a lot of reasons, but for me, one of the best ones is that especially if it's a good recipe, mm-hmm. cook something, cook a lot of it. Butter chicken's a great example exactly. because you can put that in the fridge. And exactly. And it tastes just week. as good the next day. Yeah. Some things taste better. Mm-hmm. Mm. I know. I love it. So that's, that's a good one. one. Thanks. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Look at your cameras. Yes. The same camera you've had for the past year. That's where you're looking. Is there a camera over there? <laughs> so I hate that I laughed at that. Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. Izzy. The banter. Hello and welcome to the first ever Talking Fast game show. Sarah versus Good answer. Jacob. Good answer. Great answer. So we're going to play a quick game of this or that. Now I'm going to ask you the question, but then I'm going to give you multiple choice answers since we don't have buzzers and it would be complicated with the table, it's just whoever shouts out the right answer first. <clears throat> the first one's a bit of a mouthful, so be patient, guys. <laughs> what did Sarah say in Jacob's intro on the first ever Talking Fast episode? One, alongside me here every week for the foreseeable future is Jacob. Two, sitting across from me for the first time ever is manager Jacob. Or three, I'm Sarah, and this is Manager Jacob. Thanks for listening to our first... Hey, 
It's okay. Okay, this is where the yelling out doesn't well, work. And so, you know, and should have been, been faster. I know, but yeah, <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> oh my god, this is why we need the phone. Oh my god. Okay, I believe the it's already getting chaotic, is, listeners. We I might have it's to a have trick question. We might have to have Michaela go in. The foreseeable future was definitely in there because I'm still on. No, I think that was not episode one. I think this is a trick question, and it's B. So thank you for all these violent noises. Michaela, keep a watch on them. We might have to get you in there. I will say it's whoever shouts out the answer and the right answer first. And it was, in fact, Jacob. Yes. God damn it. No swearing on this talk show. Yes, it's family it, friendly. It is allowed. We're explicit. On the first ever episode, this is going to be mostly the first episode, guys. What was Jacob drinking that week? Oh. One, coffee. Two, water. Or three, margaritas. Hey. Do you say A, Sarah? B. Fuck, is it C? Oh, shoot. It's not a margarita. You know what? (laughs) I need both of you. Instead of saying A, B, you you were answering coffee and you were answering water, Jacob? Yes. So Jacob is once again correct. He was drinking water. I wanted to throw you off because at the beginning, (laughs) Jacob was going on vacation. So I wouldn't know if you guys thought that you're going to be drinking margaritas. And Sarah, you were actually also drinking water that week. What? Yeah. Wow. I, think I don't think I ever drink. Only time you I don't think water. I ever drank water ever again. <laughs> yeah, just to throw back to I last like, January. I did like water coffee, water four times in a row. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, next question is he this game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing a sore loser. Can we get a sore loser sound effect? So the fun fact is I actually edit this podcast so I can make it that I win. <laughs> <laughs> but fun fact Sarah, you were doing dry January last year, so that's why you were <laughs> drinking water. That's why you were drinking water. Oh, wow. Yep. You're doing that again, right? I definitely did a full dry January. No, I didn't. <laughs> There's no way I made it through the whole month. I started the month in Cuba. <laughs> anyway. Maybe you did damp. What did they say? Damp. <laughs> damp. That is something you guys also mentioned on the podcast damp? was damp January. But Sarah was doing dry January. Okay, okay, okay. Now, on that first episode, <laughs> what was Sarah watching? One, Elvis. Two, everything, everywhere, all at once, or three, the Fablemans. Ooh, I I think you took from other episodes because I have watched all of those and talked about you all have. three of those on the podcast. But yes. you mentioned I one. think it was B. It is B. Oh, yes! she comes back. On that first episode, Sarah was watching all of the Oscar-nominated Best Pictures, and oh, so you right. were you did mention the Fablemans, but that was something you were going to watch ahead. Those are also were all. Uh, things that I've, I added that episode or those episodes to my to watch list and, and I haven't, haven't watched seen? any of them that checks out just like the TBR yeah <laughs> um, Michaela can we get a quick check in of the score it's two for Jacob and one for Sarah alright we can make a comeback there's a lot more questions though this one's a bit of a hard one so listen open your ears kids you both named podcasts that you were listening to which ones were they? And I'm going to ben- mention both of yours. So one, was it Smartless and the Armchair Expert? Two, was it Strike Force 5 and On Purpose with Jay Shetty? Or three, was it The Bald and the Beautiful and Giggly Squad? I have a squad? question. Yep. No, I have a question. Is this from the first episode? This is from the first episode. Okay, then it's A. It is A. Oh. It is the first one, yes. Those, those, that was, I, did, I thought it was B. That was a good, that's a good question. No, because Strike Force 5 didn't start until September. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, it was a strike. <laughs> uh. However, Sarah did mention that in another episode. You know, yeah, I, was, I was trying yeah, to details, that was details. Good, that was good. And that third answer, I just really wanted to shout out to podcasts that I love. And, you know, Trixie and Katya, if you're listening to this, <laughs> Katya, if you're listening to this, come on. Now, so now it's tied up. I think that's math. Two, two. Both of you like to go on side story quests on this podcast, which we love and the listeners love. What was the first side story you both told on the show? One, Sarah seeing Adam Sandler at TIFF, two, Jacob's crush on Andra Kendrick, Anna Kendrick, or three, Sarah wanting Taylor Swift on. B. B. Jake, did Jacob not say B first, yeah, Michaela? Jacob had it. Yes. <laughs> the judges have done the replay, and we have concluded that it was, it was Jacob first. Did you ever right. meet Adam Sandler at TIFF? Yeah, I have his autograph in a little book. Mm-hmm. Wow. <clears throat> this is a personal favorite question for me. Who mentioned me, Izzy, first on the podcast? Oh. Jacob or Sarah? I think it was Jacob. Sarah is right. Jacob <laughs> mentioned me first on the podcast when he wow. was talking about how some people do think that he is an assistant, but he is, in fact, her <laughs> manager. <laughs> Excluding today, how many episodes have, ge- have we had guests on? So one, 27, 
32 or 29? B. It is, in, it is correct. B, 30. We've had 32 episodes with guests on. The only reason I know that is because on my year-end wrapped, I didn't put it in, but I was doing stats. a mock-up of a talking <clears throat> fast one, and I knew it was 32 guests. Dang. So. Well, that's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. That's a lot of conversations we've had. Yeah. Sarah, you have 10 seconds to add to a bonus question. How many guests have been on in total? Not episodes, but guests. Uh. 30 what we did wait what was the number of that 35 one? oh you're you're yeah, correct and you did, did it live shows second. count no live shows don't count no because that wasn't an episode we <laughs> i uploaded. never actually published it as an episode Damn. 35 because we did a double episode yep, with you're correct Vic and miri but oh, me and we did a double episode with the, the movie Taylor podcast Swift's, uh oh and Taylor swift yeah yeah, yeah. and is it, i might recap, be 36 right? no and the eras tour recap yeah. would that not be 36 Hello? actually instead of 35 yeah Right? So it's, I think it's actually 36. I also got the bonus. So I'm winning 5-3. Yeah. I'm winning 5-3. Funny enough. Can we clarify? Sarah's winning 5-3. <laughs> I don't have to edit this now. This is great. <laughs> so Jules just called me. And funny enough, this next question is about our upcoming guest. Whoa. What was Jules' episode called on YouTube? Oh, God. One, I didn't title it. How to become a famous person. Two, the life of a famous person with Jules a lawyer. Or three, don't become a lawyer. One. Oh, it is correct, it's Jacob. Also, A is the correct answer, not one. There well, was she said no one. No, she one. was saying one, two, three. Yeah. You've been saying A, B, C the I whole know, but time. she just switched it. She just switched oh. it. I clocked that, and that's why I said it one. Is, um, it is, yeah, it is A. As I mentioned, <laughs> we need to keep our listening ears on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm still winning. It's 5-4. 5-4, uh, yeah. Well, it'll be tied in a second. You know, I'll let you know what the score is, okay? <laughs> oh, maybe you could dock the point. <laughs> Descent. Since Talking Fast has started... How many events has Talking Fast hosted? One. Oh, I'm not going to name numbers. So is it two, three, or six? Three. It's correct. Now, Jacob, it is your turn to answer a bonus question. Name all of them. Ready, set, go. This is easy. Talking Fast, Running Faster. Talking Fast, The Live Show. And... At Snakes and Lattes, Taylor Swift. Oh, you barely made I that didn't one. Think you, were gonna get it. you barely <laughs> made that I didn't that think so one. either. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry, uh, it is six, six five. five. I was going to say, do we want an updated score? <laughs> no, we, I know what the score is. That's fine. Now, this is rapid fire. This is just say what you want in your heart. There's not going to be A, B, C, D, E, F, G. There's not going to be any multiple choice. Favorite guest. Like. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't think I have an answer for that. Now, you might have to think about some of these. What was voicemail originally called? Mailbag. Sarah's, in fact, correct. 6-6. Six, six. In your first episode, you both talked about your goals. You can name either one of each other's goals, but what were your goals for 2023? One. Just one. Host a podcast for a year. Host a podcast for a year. Host a live show. So, Jacob is correct by default. It was just launching the podcast, technically, but How is that a goal? <laughs> we you were, said it. I'm so stupid. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> but Sarah's goals were launching the podcast, visit three countries, planning less things. And Jacob's goals was, his goal was to come back from the marathon and finish stronger. And he did do that with the marathon that we watched him in. And you guys all, I think you accomplished all of your and goals. And if anyone was wondering, I also went to three countries. Yeah, yeah. You, you accomplish all your goals. <clears throat> okay, so what's the score now? Not 6-6? Six, six? Got it. Cool. <laughs> I am locked out of Michaela's phone, so now it's my six, brain six. has to work. It's 6-6. Six, six. It's worry. fine. So, name three guests that have been on the podcast. Okay, Shannon Burns, uh, Nasheed. Preston Pablo. Na- and Preston. Nasheed. Okay, oh, well, Nasheed Chroma. Chroma. Well, Nasheed Chroma, and then Jules the lawyer. Sarah is correct. She named three. <clears throat> I guess I named two. Yeah, I just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like thought it was a team effort, which I appreciate it. But <laughs> so Sarah got that one, and we just have one last question. Oh God, for so it's for a tie, or I win. What is a difference from our first episode to today's episode? We're sitting on different sides of the thing, of the table. I, there's actually multiple differences because there is, but you <laughs> got to choose from. Them. Also, the fact that we don't do a three box structure with voicemail slash mailbag at the end. Of, at, well, we don't do yeah, that at the end true. of the show either, and we also have a longer first segment. Yeah, two more questions. Also, another difference was we didn't actually have the phone in the first video episode. Oh, 
Whoa, sneaky little question. That's there. a good bit of trivia. Yeah. But yes, I, didn't even I had a mental breakdown about <laughs> where I was sitting and how that was my bad side. So we had to reconfigure for week I two. I feel more comfortable over here. Okay, we're tied 7-7. We both equally know this podcast not very well. And now it is time for the tie break. Another rapid fire question. Who is your dream guest? Taylor Swift. Done. Anna Kendrick. What? No. Who did Actually? I say? Actually? Did I say someone? Or oh, just, no. This is just, just whoever say, you guys yeah, wanted yeah. from your hearts Anna right Kendrick now. is your dream guest? Uh, Why, you want me to put her on blast? There was no right answer. It was just whatever yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. want. It was we whoever answered that. first. But I won. 8-7. That was pretty close. Was pretty I close. mean, we close still only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, my friend. So, Whoa. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> never heard that before. Oh yeah, you've well, never heard that saying before. No. What does that even mean? Horseshoes and hand, hand well, grenades. Hand, I get. You don't want to be and close. horseshoes because horseshoes you don't actually have to get it around the as long as you get it close. It's closest to the little oh, thing. Oh, okay, the actual. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Miss Sarah Jenkins is the reigning winner of our inaugural competition show I should be I i'll edit see this you thing in every one week. year Sarah. another year we'll see if you make it that far. i will say <laughs> it was a close call thank you so much for both of you coming on i know your families are super proud of you <laughs> now back to the episode year later it's been a full year since we had our next guest on the pod miss julia romano aka jules the lawyer thank you for coming back you've actually been on the show since technically because you were at the live show but that was super exclusive to just the people that were there what's been going on how do you feel coming back a full year later i feel like everything has changed but also (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true things have stayed the same as well i got married i left my job as a lawyer um, yeah, I feel like those are the two big changes for me. Yeah, and it's well to dive into all of that because it's actually crazy. Because like actually, when we were thinking about having you on the show, it was before you had like announced that you were like leaving that job and all of this stuff. We knew obviously you got married, so it's just crazy to think of like how much it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. So for how much has actually changed in the full calendar year is kind of crazy. So okay, let's just dive into it. I was gonna ask what you think the biggest change has been in one full year since we last talked to you. I think it would definitely be leaving my job. I talk about getting married. I don't think there's that much the of it. Change, like now yeah. we have yeah. a, a beautiful party and yeah. pictures, and now we are officially recognized by the state. As <laughs> <laughs> but beyond that, I feel like our relationship has like very much stayed the same. So I don't yeah. consider that to be too much of a change. Um, but yeah, I think just like the change in career and career progression um, would be the biggest change. For me. So for those that maybe like didn't see the video, but uh, you put out a video, well when we're recording this yesterday that talked about um this change that uh like people that are close to you we've known have been coming for like a little while now but a big thing you spoke to was like mental health and the balance of both but do you want to maybe describe like what your job was before because i think what like one of the things we raised money for at the live event was the organization you worked for and even then like people were asking me, like oh why'd you choose that one because i don't think how many like many people realized what you were doing and the type of work and how taxing mentally the type of law you're doing so maybe like give the listeners like a lay of the land of what that job was like and then maybe why like obviously it'd be so difficult to balance among other things yeah so i worked at a place called the barbara schleifer commemorative clinic it's a local toronto agency Um, i worked in the legal department they have other services beyond legal but i worked under a project it was called the and me too project Um, And basically what the project did was provide legal services to Mm -hmm. survivors of workplace sexual harassment and sexual assault, specifically for workers in precarious work situations. Um, and on top of the direct client work, we also did um, public legal education, like going out into the community, mm-hmm. doing different presentations, basically just on workers' rights in that context. So, like, obviously a very, like, mentally, like, to- like that's not like a job that you can just, like, log off, close your laptop, and be like, okay, not answering my emails anymore for the day. Like, that's, like, people's lives in a very, like, mentally, like, taxing position. When did you realize that doing that and then also like influencing full-time because it is like creating content all that became a full-time job on its own for you when did you realize that doing both was just like too much um I think at the beginning it was manageable I mean that was my I had worked in that area of law in law school but Mm -hmm. I had never practiced in it full-time so I didn't really realize what 
working in that area entailed on the day-to-day and Mm -hmm. kind of the toll it takes on the service provider and kind of the safeguards that you need in place like you know you need to have your therapist you need to have your just um even like in between client calls you need to have time to like recuperate um so i don't think i realized how many of those things i needed in place and the time that those things take up of course so trying to do that in addition to influencing which in my second year at the clinic, influencing really became a full-time job. Mm -hmm. So I think it was at in August, I took a medical leave from work for Mm -hmm. mental health reasons. Um, And that was kind of my first point of realizing or recognizing that, you know, something needs to change. And then I said in my video in October, that was really like my breaking point. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was actually just a couple months ago that I was like, okay, um, something I need to do something else to change the situation and I think the thing that's like for people to know is like you like love that job and you're like good at that job so it's not of a place of like hating the work it's just that sometimes though when you can't bring your best foot forward and you can't be your best version of yourself you can't do everything taking the step back is the right move and especially like if you have the freedom and flexibility to be able to do so so what I'm very excited for is our next era of Jules the lawyer of what the next few months she's already started to do fashion content which I've been waiting for you to do forever I always ask where your clothes are from and I don't know what any of the brands are so what does I you've done a little bit of that on your Instagram but what is like the next like six months look like for you because I know you're like an organized person like is that something that's like you've already planned out yeah so I mean I definitely have a loose plan I'm trying not to have a concrete plan like I maybe would have made for myself four or five years ago Um, I'm just trying to take things day by day I'm just trying to rest and recover Um, I feel like with content it can be as much or as little time consuming Mm -hmm. as you make it so I'm just trying to kind of keep it where it's been at and not try to like ramp up content try not to get too technical Mm -hmm. just try to keep it where it's at just for my time just to kind of get that piece back well especially if like a whole thing is balancing both is too much then like (laughs) taking one away and being like oh great now I have time to make seven more videos it like defeats the whole purpose of like taking a step back what excites you the most about this time though when it comes to like creating Oh, with creating? I feel like I lost my creative spark, so I'm excited to get it back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to do more famous person stuff because mm-hmm. I feel like the bits will be bidding. The bits will yeah. be bidding. I love that. <laughs> I'm excited to travel as well. It was hard to travel. Like, I don't think people realize. So I'd work Monday to Friday, and then you have events at night, but on the weekends, I, I was usually working, like yeah. shooting sponsored content. Um, so I'm just excited to even just take like weekend trips with my husband or friends. Mm-hmm. We're going on our honeymoon soon, so I'm so excited oh, for that. What's yeah. lined up for that? We're going to Japan. Whoa! Yeah. Three weeks in Japan. Nice. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. You're yeah. also doing. I know you mentioned in the video that you posted on TikTok that you're doing a film production certificate at George Brown as yeah, well. Yeah, so you can take just like um, individual classes and I think there's like eight or nine classes that you have to take to get the film production certificate. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to work my way through those classes just for fun. You yeah, know? we talked just before you showed up We and we were recording the intro. We were talking about that and in a couple episodes, like the, our New Year podcast episode, we were talking about one of, I think our shared goal, one of our shared goals for like this year is doing more things for fun, purely fun, as opposed to doing it for the betterment of your career Mm -hmm. or to get some kind of accolade or something like that, to just be able to play and follow an interest for no other reason than just to like explore that hobby. And maybe Mm -hmm. you're like awful at it. I know I'm going to try a few things. Well, we've always talked about how like, and you're very like open and public about being like content creation was your like hobby and something you just Mm -hmm. did for fun. And then when it becomes a job, then you're like need to find other hobbies Hobbies, and things to do as well and I feel the same way so it's like so I'm taking an improv class because am I going to become a professional improviser absolutely not and it's just (laughs) never know SNL but don't (laughs) don't tell me that because my brain will go oh maybe I could so yeah it's like doing things that are just like for fun and classes are there any other classes or anything you want to do or is it just working through that certificate um I'm doing the certificate and one thing I'm excited about doing it that I'm not going to worry about the grades because I've been so obsessed oh well yeah Yeah. law school lawyer that makes sense (laughs) so but I'm also going to take acting classes oh fun that's fun I feel like it's like just good for I was um, saying in my improv class there's like people from all walks of life Mm -hmm. that aren't just like in front of a camera every day or this or that um and it's people that are like work in sales or work like just want to better understand themselves or like put themselves in different situations I feel like you end up meeting a lot of cool people from like different areas as well and it's like just something to help 
I don't know, public speaking, better yourself and all of that too, which is exciting. Wow, I'm excited for you to take acting classes. Aren't you, didn't also on Instagram you tease that you're like working on a script for something? Oh yeah, I've been working on that for like, I mean, I've had the idea for a long time and there was a period of time, maybe a year ago, I actually was like working on it and now I've been able to like revisit it. But it's basically just kind of like a Schitt's Creek office type humor. It's going to be like 30 minute episodes, um, but it's called like Jules the Lawyer. And it's just about a young woman like navigating corporate law and like that environment. Amazing. I love that. So again, it's just a purely creative endeavor just to get writing um, in that style because legal writing, which I've had a lot of experience doing, it's a very particular style. So I'm just trying to just explore the options of writing. And creative writing. Oh, I love that. Is there anything that you think from like writing that that's like going to inspire like other famous person like bits or has like things already started to like help inspire more things I don't think so because it's more focused on like law mm. it's okay yeah. it's not really Jules the lawyer the character yeah, it's, it's more a- just like yeah me Jules <laughs> yeah. the lawyer yeah. not Jules the lawyer yeah. <laughs> one other change you referenced as well is that you and this is super interesting to me because I'm on the talent management side but you left your creator management agency as well after a couple of years two years right? yeah. two years mm-hmm. can you talk about I know in the video you talked about it but maybe you can go into it a little bit more detail here of how you're shifting uh, I guess the business side of of being a creator and where you can maybe redirect some of those funds I know you referenced briefly about you're in a phase of trying to figure out how to how to go about that but can you talk about that yeah so I'm working with um my friend and now business partner Osa shout out Osa uh, yeah shout out we to love Osa, Osa. <laughs> um so she's doing my influencer management so I'm kind of creating like an internal team I feel like that was like my next step to mm-hmm. growing just like revenue and financially as a creator um but we want to in some way work with brands to um so there's so much funds and money that goes into influencer marketing as i'm sure you Mm -hmm. guys know for just like random products yeah um and what we want to do is in some way give brands like in the in the context of the deal give brands the exposure on our platforms that they're paying for like they would initially Mm -hmm. in a in a traditional brand deal but instead of I don't know, instead of the revenue coming to the creator, we invest it in the Mm -hmm. community. Um, And there is a fine line to walk with that because, you know, you want the creator to be paid as well. So maybe there could be like a split arrangement or something like that. We haven't really ironed out all the details or even hosting events where, Mm -hmm. you know, a percentage or, you know, donations are made to a specific organization. Um, so yeah, that's in the pipeline. I think it's so interesting though, because a lot of times, especially with events or just like product drops and that kind of thing, brands often, whether it's, you know, to some social justice cause or and, uh, around the environment and, and or that something, you know, in those areas, a lot of the time it's just lip service that oh, brands yes. are kind mm-hmm. of offering yes. and you don't really know, you know, where your funds or mm-hmm. your support behind a brand, how that's actually benefiting the world at all. So mm-hmm. I think that that's a great idea. Yeah. And you know, like carbon neutral, I feel like brands and products and consumerism, you know, it has a negative <laughs> effect. Yeah, so that it defeats yeah. the whole purpose of <laughs> so it. This is how they get carbon neutral in that context. Yeah. I love yeah. that. But even like I think of um, like creating systems in place for like, I think of how many like people like that think of like PR or like, oh, I'll just donate to a woman's shelter or this or that. Even like trying to find other ways to put systems in place mm-hmm. for like creators and people that are like to be able to have a, a trusted place to be able to um, work with or- an organization that can help them like drop things or like yeah. redirect not just funds but also like product and stuff as well I think about like when I worked with a toilet paper brand and they sent me like like 80 like packages mm-hmm. of toilet paper and it's like okay like I don't need this much I'd love to find a place that's like like a reputable trusted spot that I can easily go and like work with as well. So I think like you like that idea will be able to branch off into like a bunch of other things. Which is Even really diapers. I asked a very big diaper supplier because um, I don't know if people are aware, but at homeless shelters, um, certain goods, you can't get them on a recurring basis. Mm. Some of those goods are baby formula and diapers, which very important. Yeah. Like the, basic necessities. Two, yeah. Um, so if anybody wants to donate some diapers, um, just clients at where I used to work, um, 
they would definitely appreciate that but even that it was like impossible to get mm-hmm. diapers that's insane yeah so when you think about like yeah and then like but those same diaper brands are like doing advertisements and paying creators to yeah. do stuff as well where, where does that come from for you mm-hmm. Like, where does that, because there are a ton of creators who are strictly, and I know it's a bit for you about being the famous person, mm-hmm. but like a lot of people are genuinely like that, where they're just trying to secure like the biggest financial windfall for themselves yeah. personally. Has that something, has that always been something that you've been interested in is, ben, let's say, benefiting society in general, yeah. or has that been a more recent development in what, how you want to go about your you know, career as a creator? As a creator, I mean, it, it's definitely more, we've been in talks of doing this, but I think actually executing it has been more recent just because mm-hmm. we have the time. And I just started working with Osa and we kind of have this common interest. So mm-hmm. I would say yeah, it'd be more recent. And especially because she comes from like the manager side as yeah. well. So she sees it as well and sees that side. I also just think like, cause we've done it a few times with like events we've done. Cause like our events will always like be for like a charity or a charitable organization at some point but even that's like because it's not as common it's hard to like almost sell it yeah. too to be like yeah you, like it's like we'll get product or something but it's like no like actually like we're just trying to make the biggest donation possible we don't care about the you know yeah so i think even like setting up a system that creates then a standard for what that would look like like okay like you're still getting the exposure from jules the lawyer but she's also hosting this event that then will raise the funds for this or like even just like taking the base cost of what it costs to host an event so then everything else can actually be profit for the organization because we you know there's events monday to thursday Mm -hmm. every single night and these events probably cost what 40 to fifty thousand dollars at least least and that's for like a bare bones yeah so Mm -hmm. if we just had one of those like even one every six months like that would be you know well as a creator then too if you know that it's genuinely like benefiting other organizations other than just the brand yeah you're probably going to be more engaged in wanting to share about yeah that and you feel well. good as a consumer purchasing mm-hmm. the yeah. product so for me it's a win-win all around yeah. of course it is. well because i think of even like i've been to things where it's like the activities like wrapping christmas presents for mm-hmm. kids and you automatically feel like better going in something so simple um but you feel better like going like exactly thinking of other ways to incorporate but those you're right there's five days a week at 50 grand at least maybe 100 grand a pop depending on what it is you only go to so many open bars and so i know many- <laughs> <laughs> i love that how do you think if at all you've evolved as a creator in the past year since we've talked to you last um, I think my videos have gotten better a bit just in terms of how I shoot them and uh, I guess incorporating the hook and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I definitely care less about what people think online, which is good for me because I definitely uh, spent too much time pouring over the negative comments mm-hmm. when I first started, um, which has like in turn allowed me to just like create content that I want because I'm not so worried about like how the public perceives it yeah it's uh, I feel like that's like the one thing on every like content creator's journey that like maybe doesn't get vocalized as much but it's definitely like a process of and I'm still learning how to do it. Like there's days where it pisses me. Off. I'd say now I used to get so upset over comments. Mm-hmm. Now they just piss me off, which I'd rather have like that, like annoyance, anger, like I'll show you <laughs> rather than like, rather than me sulking mass, like being like, oh my God, everyone hates me like crying about yeah. it. Um, wait, I love that. So then what do you want to see it evolve into over the next year then? Um, I bought a new camera, which I've just been like fiddling with. So I think I would like to just like master kind of the art of videography, incorporating mm-hmm. some mm. cinematography and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to start YouTube. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, like actually kind of after I'm going to give like three months to like chill. Yeah, like, of course. Are we talking daily <laughs> vlog type thing? I don't know or... if I'll do daily vlogs. I want to do more. I just have so much background in, I guess, like workers' rights. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to do educational content. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, probably daily vlogs. I want to do bits as well, like parodying, um, you know, like the hot wings, like such yeah. yeah. like that. Um, Vogue, like 73 questions. Just like funny, just like silly yeah. stuff. But then stuff that's still so authentically you because yeah. it's like, because it's like two things can be true. You can do educational content that's still like flexing your like legal muscle and all of that stuff. And then also like, hilarious bits and like parodies and stuff which is also great i think youtube's a good space for that too also just like i mean that's what this show has given like me at least is the opportunity to be able to speak more on things for longer than like Mm -hmm. a minute because even like they have 10 minute videos which you did for like when you're like announcing that you were leaving your job and all the changes that are happening but it still like doesn't necessarily feel natural on that platform it's not the same yeah it's not the same so i think like it's really cool you'll be able to like dive into things a little bit more and people would then in turn get to know you better which is like always a good thing 
And I feel like when I started TikTok, I would just like post whatever because it was very low stakes mm -hmm. and uh, you could just do whatever content you want. But now with TikTok, there's a bit more of a presence. You have to think about brands and like that perception. But with YouTube, I'm kind of starting from mm -hmm. zero. So I have right. like the freedom to fail, which is like very freeing. That's the and that's actually when you, I think, I think any creator that's become successful is because they had that mentality at yeah. first of just like, well, no one's watching it, so I can yeah. do whatever I want. <laughs> or this isn't ever going to be my job, so it doesn't matter. And then it's like four years yeah. later, <laughs> and it's flashing. But you did try that a little bit, right? Like with you said, fashion content is new. -ish yeah, you, so I think Sarah knows. I just love fashion. Like I just yes. really like it. Yeah. Like like uh, on, like and not like. And there's a difference. And we see all the time between like Instagram fashion, like high fashion. Like this girl is a boot with a cigarette butt in it. Like she knows like high fashion. <laughs> oh, I saw and that. Always that has. But like the thing is, I don't even think ever, people ever realize that you always have like been so into it. Like when I see some people that go to fashion week that literally just wear like Princess Polly or like things that are not actually like associated with like high fashion or anything or like revolve, it drives me insane because it's like someone like you would actually make so much sense in that space because you know and respect high fashion and no designers that I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. But like I, I respect it because you actually like live in that world. So is that something you're like excited to dive into a little bit more? You know, I kind of feel two ways about it. You know, the fashion industry is mm -hmm. pretty horrible. So I don't know if I want to like promote overconsumption. But. <laughs> but but also I think like you in yourself there's an authentic way to like do it without promoting overconsumption. Yeah, so right? I think why I felt more comfortable recently posting more fashion is because most of my stuff is secondhand designer. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. or secondhand vintage and um Whereas if I was like shopping Zara or Aritzia or these other big box stores, I feel like if someone wore, saw a top I was wearing, that would, would might influence them to go out and purchase it like directly. Mm -hmm. But with secondhand stuff, it's not the same. And if I influence someone to purchase secondhand or shop a bit mm -hmm. slower, which I've been trying to do, um, then it's not the worst well, thing. Well, I feel like that is a perspective and a voice that kind of is missing in 100%. like the fashion mm -hmm. influence space because a lot of it, you're right, is kind of like chasing that next trend and making. Yeah sure that you like you have the thing that everyone else is wearing but there is something to be said about you know being able to do it in a not lip service way that is more sustainable yeah. um but then also can be you know something that you can show off your own personality and style define your own style without you know completely ruining the world well it's not like <laughs> Because this is a real thing that people do. It's not like you're going to H&M and Zara, buying a bunch of clothes, posting a haul, and then returning them all with the tags on. Reformation might beg to differ. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Wait, you roasted a response video. What happened? <laughs> I'll cut this away. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Did you know it's actually oh. she posts on the internet, so it's yeah, not it it was the response. No, it doesn't need to be cut. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't need to be so cut. So Julia, <laughs> give the floor. But first of all, I was so pissed for you because this girl literally her entire bachelorette party wardrobe reformation her bridal like bridesmaid dresses reformation. Yeah. When I said I need a dress for your wedding, she goes, "Let's go to reformation." Like walking, like po like you promoted reformation so much, and then what happened? Oh man! Bad for my brand. No, we don't have to brands. Talk I wouldn't do this to anyone else, but. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I had gone to Reformation. It was New Year's Eve. I just go. I was rushed for a time. Obviously, David's like texting me, "Where are you? We have a dinner in two hours." I'm like, "Yeah, on my way home." Um, so I just asked them. I'm like, "Hey, can I get this dress size four? They're like, "Yeah, no worries. I can try it on uh, just because of the time." So they hand me a bag, just like I checked out when I got home. Um, when I was getting ready, I realized the dress was size zero instead of a size four. So it's too small, but I literally, people were at my house when I was like trying mm -hmm. on this dress and realizing, and I was like, oh my God, I have nothing else to wear. So I just like tried to make it work. Um, so I go downstairs, uh, we have the party, but we were going out after to an event, to a DJ event, which is why I got the dress and for the party. Um, but I couldn't wear it out because it was too short because yeah. it was so small. So then... Um, my cousin who she's like my stylist slash assistant mm -hmm. she went to do the return for me and they like wouldn't return it um, 
And then there was just some false information that they were telling <laughs> yeah. to my cousin. Um, no. And I was just like really displeased with how they were really rude to my cousin. Oh, no. um, yeah. So which that, is and like they wouldn't do the return. Which is also insane because like Kennedy's like the Kennedy's the kindest, kindest person. Kindest, yeah. It's not like she would have been in there and been like, return this. Like <laughs> literally like the kindest, sweetest person. Yeah. Vintage so. designer in Reformation. Ins and outs 2024. But yes, all to say is you're not somebody that's like doing those like mass consumerism style. Like like most hauls you see on the internet that are like in, in exactly in style for like whatever's at the moment is people re- re- returning them the next day or like whatever with like yeah. tags. Or people wear events, wear close to events, return, return with the them. tags on. So I think even what you're doing is more so like influencing style than consumerism even because like like if i'm looking at a like video that you're doing it's like oh i might not be able to buy that exact piece but it's like more so influencing how i can like approach style would you shopping and purchasing because uh, you know i've definitely been at a period in my life where i felt like all my money was going to close and Mm -hmm. i feel like that's a really relatable feeling and it gave me a lot of financial anxiety because Mm -hmm. i was always you know purchasing stuff that i definitely didn't need i had so many clothes in my closet um so now i've just been especially having a platform and you know potentially influencing people to spend their hard-earned money especially Mm -hmm. right now on things that they don't need so that's why Mm -hmm. i've just kind of changed my approach to it and in the way that I'm showing it on yeah. my platform. I think it's such a fresh take though for the fashion space because like you said like it's not necessarily a great industry but I think if you're approaching it from such like a like consumer first way like I don't see why people won't like I mean I already like am yeah. pseudo yeah. being influenced There's a creator it. Christina Micas who she's great she's kind of where I got a lot of my mm-hmm. inspiration from she kind of had the same like shopping addiction of it <laughs> she would say that um, so she's definitely been somebody I've turned to like for tips and stuff. I love that. And then it's also not the feeling the need of like, I need a new outfit for this event yeah. or that and all of it. Cause it all yeah. becomes a cycle too. Yes. It's like there's all these events and then yeah. it's like, Oh, you need a new outfit for this one or this. And it's like, everybody else is wearing a new one. So you feel the pressure too. And it becomes this like Keeping cycle. up with the Joneses and then you have no <laughs> literally, money. <laughs> literally. But the, it's like, then it's like any money you are making from social media just gets funneled back right. into the yeah. cycle of all of it. And I remember when I was working corporate law, it really frustrated me that part of our income and it's like after tax income would have to be kind of reinvested to your appearance in like your corporate wardrobe because suiting was so expensive and even just your hair and your nails Mm -hmm. you kind of had to do as well and that always frustrated me and kind of being in this space I'm like it's the same phenomenon like repeating itself Mm -hmm. so I'm like how do I kind of get out of that cycle that's so true then that becomes such a barrier for entry for people Mm -hmm. like to be able to enter an industry like that as well 100 percent. oh my god yeah, it's, it's all like among it's, so many other barriers in the legal field and there's like so many yeah it's all become cycles in like its own way so it's like even though they're different industries everything's kind of capitalism makes everything the same <laughs> in conclusion capitalism exactly um what is just something you're excited about that's coming up for you my honeymoon we've been going crazy with the research um i saw your video about you manifesting the tickets to the, the super bowl yeah. oh, oh ghibli <laughs> museum oh <laughs> Both. i mean maybe the super bowl too i did see that too but to the museum oh ghibli museum yeah oh, we showed david did that. That's oh, a, it's a process yeah. yeah it's hard to get the tickets but yeah. we got them got yeah them. we manifested it are you gonna be vlogging when you're there you're gonna be posting better are you gonna mostly just keep it to yourself yeah so you know there's kind of that tension with that um if i'm gonna be like working on my honeymoon i definitely am going to be (laughs) um i have to expense the trip somehow (laughs) (laughs) it's a business trip obviously it's for my brand yeah (laughs) Yeah. i want to break into the luxury travel niche and this trip is my entry into it just so i have a that's just my soundbite for cra okay That's perfect, though. You are breaking into the luxury travel needs. You, yeah. Aren't you? You're going to business class. Business class. Um, it's a I long thought it, flight over there. You know. Yeah, we got it on points. We I don't think we would ever pay for it, but we did get it on points. I thought it was first class, but the flight, the plane doesn't have first class. It's business class. Yeah. Um, but in my head, it's, it's first. the same thing. It's well, you still time. get to like lay down. Yeah, that's first class experience yeah. right there. It's still I, the yeah. front of the plane. Probably. It's exactly. still the front of the plane. <laughs> when I would walk, when I would go on a plane like to the economy seat, and I'd see those people in first class, I would hate them. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I belong there. Yeah. Now, and now I get to be that. <laughs> I want you to make so much. I like so much content about you just like being like that's so good for the Jules Salora famous person. Yeah. Stay just up you being the entire. Don't sleep. Don't at sleep. All. No. 
just... don't sleep. Yeah. I'm gonna have one of everything on the As menu. You should yeah. everything uh, you can name them off. Everything you drank in yeah. your first class. Everything you yeah. ate. It's like everything, well. every single thing about the experience. Which Bathroom tour vlog. Yes, a hundred percent. I'm so excited to live that experience <laughs> through you. Was there a specific reason you guys wanted to go to Japan? Um, David had never been. I've been to Japan twice. He had never been. Uh, he really wanted to go to Tokyo, and we wanted to do some skiing. And they've. Mm. Oh, it was yeah. just like it just seemed like it matched. It's it fit everything. Yeah, it's yeah. a country that has a little bit yeah. of everything. That's so exciting. Yeah. Well, I know you're going to be working during at least a little bit of it, so I'm excited to follow along. Um, thanks for coming on our one-year anniversary episode. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I want to do one episode where I or somebody interviews you. I feel like that's what the <laughs> yeah. people want. Uh, we'll Jacob see. Could do it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can both do it. I'd yeah. love to have you interview me. I'd love to see what questions you'd pull out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll go. be like Barbara Walters. I was going to say full <laughs> Barbara Walters. <laughs> I'll have like my sheet. And wear like the matching like <laughs> yeah. pantsuit that she wears like a bright color like a pink or something the little cue cards yeah. were you silenced or yeah. were you so <laughs> <laughs> when i need to do an expose i'll call you if i'm yeah. like ever in deep trouble yeah. but thank you so much for coming on i can't believe it's been a full year no. and naomi we miss you if you're listening watching we're gonna send you a little photo after but it's crazy that like even she's now living in los angeles oh, i'm so jealous and you're living in a new house like we didn't even talk about how you're so living in a whole new house oh, yeah too. like so on. much has changed yeah. in a year but still everything's the same thank you as always for listening to another episode of talking fast we will be here every wednesday for the foreseeable future make sure you like comment subscribe only give us good feedback i'll delete the bad ones yeah. that was it. and if anyone comments on my eye bags you sarah's to, deleting it yeah they, of course but you don't even like you're glowing right now you. what are you talking about yeah. Yeah. Sure. there are way other things comments. that you can focus on other than that um <laughs> thank you so much for listening watching whatever you're doing and we will see you next week bye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 